What's going on, Niner fam? It is Peter Lucas. This is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. I got with me today, friend of the show, Mr. Rod from Sports Laugh and Chill. First try. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, uh, hey, he has a great show with Gina Rep in the Bay. They do a little basketball. They do a little 49ers. They just do sports laughing and chilling. And, uh, but I appreciate having him on today. We're going to talk training camp. 49ers it's it's been we we stacking days now and uh but before you know before we get to any of that we got to hit the music ladies and gentlemen i like to know are you ready for start time And once again, it's Peter Lucas. This is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. I got with me today Rod from Sports Laugh and Chill. Make sure that you give my man a subscribe on his YouTube channel. Make sure that you give uh, give him a follow on Twitter. And why don't you tell him wherever else they can find you? Because I know you do some DJing, and so I saw you on uh, I saw you do a video you did the other day. But why don't you tell the people where they can find you? I'm at Rod Cali twenty four seven at the you know. Pretty much anywhere and everywhere on IG, I'm just Rod underscore Cali. Um, somebody else had the, the number 24-7, but it's all good. Um, you know, often imitated, never duplicated, but it's all good. Uh, outside of that, here I am. You can always follow me on, what is it now? It's not even Twitter. What is it, X now? Um, I'm still calling it Twitter. I don't, I don't know. I agree. I agree. I just don't, you know, for the people that don't know, do know, whatever, yeah. Rod Cali, un- Rod underscore Cali, 24-7. That's me. DJ, photography, graphic design, you name it, I pretty much do it. Yeah. And if you didn't catch his video, uh, it was a pretty good little, it was a pretty good little DJ setup that you had up, had going like uh, I was vibing. But, but yeah, make sure that you check him out. And But today we are talking 49er football, 49er training camp, and... We're here now. Second day of pad. Second day of pads. The we can finally start. Stop it with the excuses about you know. Well, you know we got to wait for the pads. It's all we always got to wait for something like uh, right. We got to wait for Brock to knock the rust off. We got uh, we got to wait for uh, for Trey to get enough reps. We got to wait for is is it a fair competition? It doesn't matter at all anymore. This is it is what it is. Practice is practice. We got the pads on. They're strapping them up, and yeah, it's time. It's time to rock and roll. And I feel like these practices have been have kind of showcased to me exactly how good of a team this 49er team is. And as many names as we have to keep track of, (laughs) like it's the. It seems like to me like the beat writers and the content creators struggle to fit everybody in to the show to talk about to talk about all the people 
Like, uh, and before we get to it, I want to make sure that I like uh, recognize the chat. We got Bebop in the house. Appreciate you coming through. Bebop, what's up, Always a pleasure. And then Orlando Magic Nation. Appreciate you coming through. Shout out like, to you, uh, always, always a pleasure. And but but yeah, how how do you feel about the about this team and all the things that we've heard and seen for like the different videos and different reports that we've had? How do you feel about the team as a whole? I love the team. I love everything that's going on. I feel like we're stacked everywhere, you know, that you can think of. But the main thing that I really like more than ever is the depth. You know what I'm saying? I think that we can go as far as we can go. Um, I hope it doesn't come down to the middle of the season. Um, Kyle doesn't have a come to Christ type of moment. You know what I mean? Where he doesn't have to just say enough is enough. Unleash. You know what I'm saying? And let these guys do what they do. You know, so much, you know, control. And I feel it that happens every he, year <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I feel like he's the one that's leading, obviously, the charge. So it's like, you know, ease up on these guys. If you, I think, if he allows a, a couple of things to happen, sky's the limit for this team. We do have the, you know, all we have all the pieces to win number six. So enough with the excuses this year. This has got to be it regardless of what the quarterback is and everything like that, it is what it is. Let's, let's, let's ride. It's no excuses. None. Yeah. And, and I looked at, uh, so my show yesterday, I talked a lot about the QBs obviously, because that's what everybody's talking about. Right. And the, but what I, but what I know, what I came away from just talking through as we're, as we're, as I'm doing my show is the fact that, we have three good options. Right. Right. We have three good options. I feel like this team can win with either one of these quarterbacks. Uh the good thing is is that we're fo- people are so how like they're so focused on who threw an interception, who fumbled the ball. The that we're so focused on if the guy did one, did it once in practice. Like he's he's all, all of a sudden now he's he should be QB3. Just right. The right. There was a time when we had a quarterback throwing five and one practice in a, in a row. So I feel like it's already upgraded, at least from a practice standpoint. And right. but it goes to show that, that we got some talent in this QB room. Absolutely. And they all have a different flavor. Yeah. Yeah, and it's gonna. There's nothing that you can really point at. Like it just depends on what is going to fit what Kyle wants to do the most. And uh, but I think that I do th- as much as we want to say that it's Brock's job. I think that from the outside looking in, I think it that they're preparing as it is Brock's job. But I don't think that anything is written in stone at this point. I think if that you can only watch these other quarterbacks throw the ball deep and Brock struggled to throw deep so often. Right. And I think at some point, I think any coach is going to want to see the talent on the field. And it's not that I don't like Brock, like, cause I think Brock is, he is that, that uh, my first car was an 88 Chevy Cavalier, <laughs> like uh sturdy, 
dependable, turned on every day. <laughs> like, uh, and it got me from work, got me home. But can it, is it, it if, a, if a Camaro pulls up next to me, am I, am I going to, is it going to beat that Camaro? Probably not. <laughs> right, right, right. So, like, it, you can only look at that Camaro so often, beat you off the block and say, oh, man, I'm tired of this dude beating me <laughs> every day. I might want to go get a Camaro. <laughs> right. Especially if really? you got one in the, in, if you got one in the garage, just sitting. Like, uh, so I, I, I don't, obviously I don't think there's a controversy right now, but, yeah. but what I do think is that, that, that is, it's impossible for Kyle not to see these, these arms and this talent and not to think in the back of his mind that I may need this. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what do you, what do you think about it? I, I agree with you a hundred percent. I feel like what, what Brock did last year was beautiful. A games, I appreciate what you did, and then some. My thing is, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. Fool's gold. We've done this before. We've been down this road. <clears throat> Somebody in uh, Las Vegas right now. Um, and that's what I don't want to be is a repeat offender. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. I feel like the way things are going, the projection of everything, especially with Brock, <sighs> We, what is it? I think tomorrow he's probably not going to practice. Um, Nobody practices we, tomorrow. That's their off day. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. but even but he's so, going to take another day. He's going to take another exactly. day off after that. Uh-huh. Right. So he's what, two and two? Yeah. I think much. that's what they were saying. Yeah. So my thing is, is that when it was no pads, everything was fine. Brock was looking nice, smooth, and dandy. My biggest thing was wait until these pads get on. Let's see how guys really you know, get going and does he see certain things going on and stuff like that. And now it's starting to really look a little different. Interceptions, uh, possible interceptions, very close to interceptions. Mm-hmm. Keep knocking on wood, but, and not to say knocking on wood in that aspect, but Trey, Trey hasn't given up one. You know what I'm saying? And he's sitting there like, hey, you know, I'm doing my thing. I can only do so much. All I come in here to do is try and prove, try and stack the days, try and get the reps as much as I can. What's up, Daniel? Um, And then some. So I feel that Brock is just doing exactly what he's – he can only do so much. And I feel like in a way, my personal opinion, I feel like they kind of rushed him. You know what I mean? Um. And it's somewhat looking a little obvious, too, by these underthrows that we're hearing about. And it's not just, well, you know, he had – you didn't have a couple of media guys saying this. It was unanimous across the board. So my biggest thing is is just knowing that what in the world, Kyle, make the, the correct decision, yeah. just ride with it. Let's go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. every, nobody's, everybody's not going to be happy. On either side, mm-hmm. so what? He don't make care a about decision, the fans. Live with it and let's go. He get you exactly. know you know Kyle don't care about the fans, and that's what makes me think that uh, that we've seen hit this movie so many times before with him, and I don't think that anything is set in stone with him, like uh, ever. I think yeah. that at any given moment, 
he could uh, somebody could be really looking good in practice and somebody could lose their job. <laughs> I mean, if Jimmy Next Ward, Jimmy Ward was entrenched in that. And I mean, we as fans, we thought that there's well, we may have some problems like uh, because he couldn't start the season last year. And that they, all of a sudden, Tashawn Gibson had to step in, and we were like, "What is this? Yeah. They just signed this dude off the street. Like, what? What is this going to look like?" And we thought it was going to exactly. be a problem, and it wasn't a problem, and it, at all. And not only was it not a problem, but Jimmy lost his job, <laughs> and then they had to try and shoehorn him into the to the uh, to the slot spot, and it didn't really yep. work. Yeah, like a, just yeah. to try and get him on the field, and but yeah. so what makes people think that Kyle is going to, is his mind is made up? I I don't necessarily think that it is, and uh, and as the more days that Trey, uh, and honestly any of the quarterbacks stack up, it doesn't really matter which one. It could be Purdy, like uh, it could be it could be Darnold for all we know. He had a good couple of days. But Trey has been, he's stacked up three solid days in a row now. And as long as he keeps stacking, though, as long as anybody keeps stacking him, and it's the consistency. Yep. Like, uh, it builds consistency. The one thing that I will say that I feel like Trey has a leg up on that has had, that I've heard across the board, all the, the writers, all the content creators have all said the same thing. Trey is getting the ball out the quickest. Trey yeah. is not putting the ball in harm's way. Like, yeah. uh, and, and Trey's still making big plays. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. What more are you looking from, from, uh, for, uh, what more are you looking for from a starting quarterback, but to not put the ball in harm's way, get the ball out on time and, and, uh, and make big plays. Yeah. Just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep doing what you're keep doing. doing Stack those days up and you make yourself undeniable. That's yeah. what it's about. You're right. Because you spoke to Purdy. You spoke to Purdy and Purdy had some frustrations today. He did look the best, but he absolutely had some frustrations in that there was there were some reports out there that said that a couple of his throws, his completions probably would have been sacks. Uh, because but in practices. They even if it was a sack, they let them play through because they're not dragging him to the right. ground, obviously. So right. Purdy had to step up into the pocket. He technically got sacked, but then he still got to throw the ball anyway. And then it ended up being a pick in that in that one sequence. So while I like the fact to hear the fact that he's stepping up in the pocket, because that is that was an issue for him last year. Uh right. I do like I do, and because they said he was visibly frustrated with himself today, and it's his—he hasn't thrown all all summer. All so, summer, right? I don't like to call it rust. I just think he needs to get build his consistency. He's just got to get back in the rhythm, and it's got to be hard to get into a rhythm the way that Kyle is uh, is is doling out that alternating the guys like uh, yeah. so. I don't necessarily blame him for all of it. And I do know that he has made some nice throws from all reports. So right. you want to be fair to everybody. and uh, But 
how do you feel about um about I want to talk about Darnold a little bit because Darnold had a good couple of days and and then today he's kind of struggled a little bit. What do you think Darnold's role would be if Trey still looks good and 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 uh, like both Purdy and Trey are looking good? It doesn't matter who starts between the two. But what do you think that uh, do you think he'll still be on this team or what do you think the role will be? That's a good question. I don't know. I would personally keep him. Mm-hmm. But in the back of my mind, I still think about last year what we did with Nate Sudfield, and we gave him up, and we just kept on going, and that's how Brock Purdy is still on the team. Um, that's the biggest key right now is just trying to figure out if we're going to actually keep him. He makes the roster. It wouldn't hurt us if he was on there, and he's the third string. But is he willing to accept that? You know what I'm saying? Considering the guaranteed money that he got already yep. during the offseason and how quickly he signed with us. So we I don't know what they obviously none of us know what they said behind closed doors, you know, what your position would be or, you know, whatever that is. But third on this team, you still have a possibility of getting on the on the field. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's We've seen this throughout the years. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm like, it's not really a negative if you are third string right now because you never know what game you may be on the field. So, hey, accept the role. Hey, make the best of it. You can go back down to, I guess, what, being the 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 practice squad quarterback if Brock is truly – not being, you know, fully rushed, you know what I'm saying? And, and just do what you need to do. Yeah. That's it. That is really it. Yeah, for sure. And I want to say what's going on in the chat. The chat, the chat's popping. Like, Roberto Roberto Hastings, appreciate you coming through, fam. Uh, what's up, Roberto? CG, always a pleasure, brother. Like, uh, appreciate you coming CG, through. CG, what's up, homie? And uh, ooh, there was somebody else that popped in. I can't find him now. <laughs> but... Like, I appreciate everybody coming through. And what's up, Brian? And remember, give this video a like. Make sure that you give it a subscribe. Make sure that you hit the bell so you get the notifications for when I go live. Uh, and remember to tell a friend, tell a friend so we can be friends every day, every week. But absolutely. But yeah, so I agree with everything you said. And it's like, I look at Darnold, and I've said this a couple of times before, is that. I think he came here for a specific reason. I don't think he came here to start. <laughs> I think he came <laughs> here to find out what winning looks like. Right. And uh, he has right. been on, he has had nothing but bad coaching his whole entire football career, starting in college. <laughs> like, uh, and he, he had bad coaching in college. He had bad coaching on the Jets. He had bad coaching on the, uh, on the Panthers. Panthers. I mean, and on the Panthers, he had a few weapons, and he didn't look so bad when he was out there. <laughs> like, uh, but right. Right. but on the Jets, he, no talent. He's never had an offensive line, and it's and to the point to where he was talking about seeing ghosts. I think he came here. I think he came to the 49ers because he wanted to get an idea of what good coaching could do for for his career. He's, 
I mean, if he had gone to one more bad stop, he could have been on his way out. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like uh, definitely, because that first round pick, third third overall pick thing is only going to last you so long in this league. Right. And uh, so I think that it was a good decision for him to come to the 49ers, get an idea of winning foot, what winning football looks like and what is necessary for, for him to get, to get, not just get better, but win games. Yeah. Like what does it take for us to win games? Now I know exactly what winning football and what winning coaching looks like so that the next time, and it may be, who knows, who knows what's going to happen. Like uh, I could end up being the quarterback here, but if I don't, and if I have another opportunity, I'm not going to go into that looking, looking at the coaching staff and, and knowing that they're a bad coaching staff, but just taking the money. Like uh, I'm going to go into it with the thought process that I know what winning looks like and you are not it. I'm going to wait. I'm going to find, uh, I'm going to find, I'm going to wait for that next offer with that, uh, with a better coach, with a better coaching staff. Yeah, so, yeah, and then on top of that, he's got the 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 receiving core. He's got he's on the best team. He has the best weapons he could ever imagine <laughs> for the most part that he's ever been a part of, and that's even collegiate. Is so it's like, hey man, seize the opportunity. You just never know what could happen. Things can fall right into your lap. Ask Brock. You know how those things happen, and just stay prepared and stay ready. And then exactly. hey. It'll be a good thing. Yep, yep. And uh, Bryant says, you know, 46 to 2012, Niners needed 42 seasons of multiple QBs. Uh, 24 seasons out of 66 year, uh, years of one QB to start a whole season. To start uh, a whole season. And that's crazy. You know, even back, you know, we think of, we all think of the glory years of the 49 football in the 80s and even in the 90s to, to a certain extent. Like uh, they they think of the Steve Youngs and the Montanas. They don't think of the Elvis Gerbacks and the Steve Bonos that had to come in and spell those guys yeah. like uh, from time to time. And yeah. it's it like uh, you you just have to you just have to be ready for when your time when it's your time and be ready to just come in and perform. And these guys yeah. have to learn how to be professionals. That's all it is. Absolutely. The, the reality is. is yeah, Trey is gonna to whoever is the is the backup quarterback is probably I'm about 90% sure <laughs> that they're gonna get a chance to start a game. Right. 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 Like, uh, Cause it's only happened one once for Shanny. It's only happened one. He's only had one season so far with the Niners where he's only used one quarterback. 2019. And that's it. And we went to the Super Bowl that year. So I mean. Maybe that's the good luck charm. So then hopefully we do only use one. But I but what I've noticed with the 49ers is that they tend to so they react. Like uh they have something that when they had the year in 2020, they went on a run of only drafting people that haven't had injury issues. <laughs> like they were like, we're not going through it again. They learned from their mistakes, they stopped uh drafting people that had previously had injury issues. Uh, yeah. And then they just started stacking ridiculous amounts of depth. Like, yeah. I mean, I have never seen a team this deep, <laughs> like this deep uh, to True. the point to where we going to let go of some starters on other teams. Yeah, exactly. And I've, ne- I've never been a part of it. 
Like, uh, but I will say this, like it's, you just have to, you have to, you, you just, you just have to look at it as Shani is really, he kind of learns from every mistake that that's made. And is he going to probably try some more stuff? Yeah. But, but uh, eventually he falls back into what works. Yeah. And yeah. his hit like uh, it's the, the depth because we have so much depth, we don't end up having to usually what happens is if you prepare for something that then, then it doesn't happen. The bad thing doesn't happen right. if you're prepared. Right. Yeah. And that's why you prepare It's like a, just in case, because that's just the Murphy's law. Like whatever bad can happen will. Think about but, think about 2019, right? Yep. We had at the beginning of the season, Matt Burita was starting. Mm -hmm. Then we went to Raheem Mostert. You know what I'm saying? I'm just talking running backs alone. So, uh, excuse me, uh, Tevin Coleman. He was yeah, on Tevin the team Coleman. at that time. Mm -hmm. So then it went to Matt Burita. Then it went to Mostert. Mm -hmm. And you see that was the well, third string. It was Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida at the same time. They were kind of just splitting reps, and then they had Breida went down, and then they went to right. Tevin Coleman and Re and Raheem Mostert, and then it kind of just went to Mostert for the most part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, and yeah. then we didn't utilize him in the Super Bowl, yeah. which made no sense. But you know, that's another discussion. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it's like now we have that same type of you know to go with what you just said to have all the depth that we have. I'm like, look. Each and every year, if you pay attention to how we draft and certain things, we always redshirt people. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's just like everybody's always ready the next year. So yeah. I'm just like, this is the year that everybody's got to step up. You know, you got Ball, you know, one of the linebackers coming in. He may take over for, you know, Al Shair. And, and, and it just keeps on rolling. It's mm -hmm. it's. Just amazing to me. Now, the only person that I'm a little frustrated at and got picked on today was Ambry Thomas. I don't know what happened to his confidence. I don't know what happened to him. The man went from, you know, getting us into the playoffs two years ago to now he may get cut. Yeah. Let's just be honest about it. Like, they're picking on him. And rightfully so. You know, mm -hmm. earn, earn your spot. So, uh, I don't know when the first cuts are, but he, he better get it together because he may be on the outside looking in. Yeah. Just there, being honest. There is a lot of guys showing up and showing out and some people that we didn't necessarily think were going to be even in the mix. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that nobody saw uh, what's his name? Deshaun. Uh, I got it right here. Deshaun Jameson. I'm I'm pretty sure that nobody saw Deshaun Jameson getting mentioned by uh, Brandon Ayuk and getting mention, mentioned by John Lynch. They didn't have that on their scorecard, right? Right. And when and Grant and they said they're going to try him in the outside and on the inside. And you've also got guys like Miles Hartfield, Hartsfield. You've also got guys. Uh, I mean, Samuel Womack has looked really good. And he's uh, going so outside as well. Yeah, he's gonna be you. outside because yeah. I think they want to get him on the field. I think they think that that's the, their best, the the best option for him because Isaiah Oliver is kind of penciled in into that nickel spot. Yeah, and and then you got Miles Hartsfield too, who's always who's also looks good in the nickel. 
But then right. if you got Jameson penciled in, uh, like uh, as depth P, uh, part two, like uh, yeah, I mean this team is deep. You still got Quantrez Knight out there. You yep. Yeah. You still got. And so, he was red shirting. Yeah. Like, uh, but that's the thing is, and that's the thing about their red shirt thing. Yeah. Like, uh, so the what I've noticed with Kyle is that he'll get he'll give you a little, just a little, just a little something to wet your beak. Yeah, a couple yeah. of plays, and yeah. you'll you'll show out, you'll show glimpses, yep. and then he pulls the rug out from under you and says, "Yeah, you're not ready. Yeah, you're yeah. not ready. This is what you need to do. Come back next year. Yeah, and be ready." Yeah. He did it to Aaron yeah. Banks. He did it to Ayuk. He did it to uh, uh, what was his name? He did it to the Drake Jackson. He like he's done it to Samuel Womack. Like uh, I mean, it's just. And he, honestly, he would have done it to Hafunga, but Hafunga was making so many plays this rookie year that he couldn't get him off the field. He kept flashing. He kept yeah. flashing. Yeah, yeah. So I agree with you. It's I think that that's all by design. And yeah. uh, and I think it's it's I think Kyle plays mind games and I love it. I'm here for it. Like uh, it's because I think that that's something that you that's how you create culture. That's how you create culture. You got to get these guys to understand that they're not their best selves yet right get right. back in the lab get back in the lab and i want you to be this much better next year when you come in and and yep. most of these guys they pick are have have answered the call they've answered the call and they're in that drake jackson was in the was in the training room all off season uh, Drake Greenlaw said that he, him and Fred Warner were on the facility the whole offseason. The whole Drake off Jackson, season. Drake Jackson uh, was there with him the whole time. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's wild, but I got to get back to this chat like y'all popping off again. <laughs> and uh, Rick Diaz, appreciate you coming through. Rick, what's up, boss? And uh, CG says... Jameson is a sleeper. I like him. He can return kicks too. That that was why they they uh, they picked him up because I mean he was undrafted, but that was why they picked him up. I think was uh, to get some juice on the return the return team, and then because he wasn't looking good in the beginning as a corner as a corner, and then OTA and then was it OTAs? Yeah, it was OTAs. The middle of OTAs, he was he started to come on, and I think that that is going to be the biggest plus of having a bring in Steve Wilkes on. Yeah. And we saw yeah. some of the video uh, the last couple of days of him being on the field, teaching these guys Teach. technique. Yeah. And yeah. It, that is, that is something that we have not, our secondary has not had in the building. It's so vital. It's so yeah. vital. Like, you would think uh, he's I, the cornerback coach instead of him being the actual defensive coordinator, the way that he's out there like that and teaching. And I mean, for Mooney Ward, for him to be, for Mooney Ward to be taking teaching when he's probably a top, I think he's a top five guy in the league. Like uh, that's I my personal opinion. Like yeah. uh, on him, uh, but I think we can. And all he's agree. got a ring. Yes, but I think that he, with the one area where he could stand to learn some more things, is in that zone. Is in the zone. Oh yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. learning to be. And more he even ball. admitted that. Yeah. Yeah, he admitted that. So definitely it's something that I know that with having Wilkes there, 
he can definitely get him to that next level where it's like, okay, now I'm unlocking something else out there. Missing Brian Hoare, I <laughs> do not miss him one bit. I'd rather watch paint dry yeah. than get that guy back on this team. No, no. We're we're good now. We're good. For sure. But yeah, I, I completely agree. Like, I mean, it's they it seems like every year we lose we lose a big name coach. We lose a like we lost Mike McDaniel. We were like, oh, what's this gonna do to Kyle's psyche? And like and all these got all these coaches that we've lost year after year, and somehow we end up with a stronger coaching staff. As That's well. crazy, ain't it? Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> we were sitting up here tripping and worried about who's going to be the defensive coordinator. Yeah, you know, because everybody we just knew, you know, uh, 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 what's his name? D'Amico. Um, D'Amico. Thank you, D'Amico. Run. We knew that he was going to be gone as as good as he coached and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then you turn around and then you get Wilkes in here, and it's like, how did he? How did these coaches fall in our lap like this? Because that's the thing that I'm just like amazed by. Like, does is Kyle? Does Kyle have that those type of connections like that to make those things happen that way? Because it's just crazy how it's like he continues to keep on stacking good coaches in here and just keep the thing rolling. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's wild. Like uh you know if you will if you listen to hopefully everybody's listened to it by now the the play callers podcast on the that the athletic did. You kind of get an idea of where of why Kyle just gets these coaches to fall in his lap. He has such a healthy respect these the the throughout the league for what yeah. he does and they think the they think he they call him a genius quite often and it's the way the culture that they built in the building and uh who was it that said it was uh the special teams our special teams coach uh talked today and they asked him you know they asked him they said well like uh when Kyle when Kyle like how did how did you fall like because they were struggling it's in special teams before then how did they how did it come up did Kyle recruit you and he said well I've paid attention to I think he says I think a lot of coaches look at what the 49ers are doing this organization is doing and they want to be a part of it yeah yep yep like uh, and it's the culture everybody everybody wants a piece of this culture that's why all these coaches, uh, all these pieces from Kyle's tree are everywhere now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everybody wants a piece of the culture. So, yep. yeah, it doesn't surprise me. But at the same time, like, uh, it it never ceases to amaze amaze me how, like, while other coaches are stacking, they're trying to stack players, He, it seems like Kyle is more concerned with the with the uh, with the culture and with the people that are surrounding his players, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's wild to think about. It it really is. It really is. I just think that you know when when guys walk in and they feel the presence. Uh, who was that? They used to be. Um, uh, he went to the Jaguars last year. Uh, Key Arden Key. Oh yeah. Remember he came from the Raiders. And you remember how toxic it was? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Remember how toxic it was when he came from the Raiders and he came over here. He said it was night and day. He enjoyed it. And and he respected that culture. Exactly. But then 
for him to take the same type of culture that we have, he took that down to Jacksonville. And now he's trying to teach those guys exactly what to do down there. So it's just it's just crazy, man. Appreciate you, Brian. It's just crazy how things just happen. You know, we may not agree on everything, but as far as the bottom line is concerned, mm-hmm. everything just keeps continuing to go like a smooth oil machine. The yeah. only issue we have is the obvious, the mm-hmm. QB. Yeah. We have everything. We check all boxes in every other aspect of our team except for QB. And honestly, it w- I honestly I don't even think it would have been an issue last year if we could ha- if uh, Brock doesn't have a fluke injury and gets his arm ripped off. Like uh I don't think that it would have been as I think that they I thought they would have beat the Eagles. That's my personal opinion on it. Likewise. And uh I think that they were about to I think Kyle was about to scheme scheme a whole bunch of dudes wide open and yep. it was about and they were about to get cooking but yep. it it is it is what it is like we we right. lost and but i think it took a fluke a fluke like that to happen and then the year before that it took a, a ball bouncing off a of Chikwaski tart's chest <laughs> and uh and then jimmy couldn't really do he couldn't make two throws <laughs> like uh so I mean, it wasn't all on the quarterback that year before. I think no. if they if uh, if that ball doesn't bounce off Jakowski Tart's chest, then I think they win that game too. Absolutely, like absolutely. Uh, so, and then who knows what would have happened? Because I think that they had already beaten the uh, the the Bengals earlier earlier in that, in that season. season. Yep, like Brandon Ayuk uh, scored that touchdown. You know, it's different when you get in the playoffs. Like, so it's no guarantee, but I still think they would have beat them. I still absolutely so because they would have went right they would have stayed right there in LA yeah yeah it would have been Levi South so you think that that we yeah that and on top of that traveling wise that would have been simple for us we wouldn't have to leave the state you know what I'm saying so it it, it, a lot of things have to go our way Mm -hmm. you know just for you to win the championship look at what Kansas City did so you know even with them losing you know to uh, Tyreek and everything last year or the year before that, and they still come through and they win. So, hey, yeah, and as long as you got people are there, but people think it's because of Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes only had a hundred and hundred and I think he had like a hundred and uh, what was it, hundred twenty five yards passing that game. I'm pretty Something sure like that. It was low. It didn't get to two hundred for sure, and like. Uh, like that wasn't what won them the game. What won them the game was timely defensive plays. They got a, uh, they got what, a fumble, a fumble for a touchdown, big sick, yep, scoop and, and then score. they got a crazy uh, return. Their run, yep. they couldn't stop the run. They had like yep. over two hundred yards rushing on them. Like yeah. uh, so, it, there's a lot that go into winning a Super Bowl. But you know, fans, they just focus on that quarterback spot all the time. Yeah, and. I just think that there's there's a couple it we were we were inches away the last two years and it the last year definitely wasn't because of the quarterback it's just because we didn't have any more quarterbacks right <laughs> right but but you know like but then and then the year before that I it was just it was just dumb luck it was just dumb luck and sometimes you just got to chalk it up but yep I want to talk a little bit about the uh, the rest of the 
uh, what they talked about with training camp today. So the O line, O line looked uh, looked relatively good today. They were opening holes in the run game, and Grant. And now, for everybody out there, the the really the the first string defense. We're missing Nick Bosa out there. Nick Bosa ain't out there. Javon Hargrave wasn't out there, <laughs> and and then I don't even think Warner was out there. Uh, today, I think Javarius was wasn't out there. Yeah, there was a bunch of uh, the the ones really. It wasn't a full the full defense, right. but it's still good to hear that the O line was opening holes in the running game. It was good to hear that McKivitz, uh was playing well and was and was doing doing. Now he got beat for a sack, I believe today, but it was good to hear that he was putting good reps upon good reps, and yeah. it's probably going to change when Bosa gets here. But I mean. You can't really go off of that because Bosa's beating anybody. <laughs> right, exactly. He's beating so, the best on yeah. the other side. <laughs> so, yeah, like if that's what you're going by, then, I mean, it doesn't matter who you put out there. At all. Doesn't like, matter. Uh, so it's – but what do you think uh, – what are you, what are you looking for from the old line and and what's what do you see as the future of this old line consistency um jake brendel like i really want to see what with him now being knowing that he is the center you know you have a lot of uh things that you have to call out you 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 have a big target on you because you have to call out certain guys move guys on the line make sure that they're in formation doing certain things and then it it, it trickles on down we already know what Trent is going to do. You, that That's a given there. Now we're starting to, uh, we're starting to have, not starting, we have, I feel, we have trust in, uh, 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 who's right next to him? 65. Uh, oh, uh, Burford? Is that Burford? No, no. no. Wait, next uh, to who? Williams, next to who? Trent. Oh, Trent. Uh, Aaron Banks? Thanks. Thank you. I'm, I don't know yeah. why I'm, I was going to call him Boone for some reason. Like, yeah. <laughs> you time traveling. No. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, having, having banks there now we're trusting in banks. So we feel like the left side is fine. And now look at what Spencer Burford is doing. You know what I'm saying? The only, the, the key piece right now. And I feel like this is all has to do with confidence uh, along with each rep is get McKivitz on. And if we get McKivitz on, this can be this can be a very good offensive line, which opens up so many possibilities that we really truly can go to the next level. Like this is where we really get to unlock the McCaffrey running game. I mean, we had it unlocked, but now it goes to another level because now when you're opening up holes for him. And then he gets a breather. Now you got to deal with uh, Elijah Mitchell coming in right behind him. And if he gets a breather, now you got to turn around and you got to deal with Jordan Mason. Like, it's a thing where these guys are coming in. You open that up, then the play action opens up. So then once that play action opens up, now you got to deal with B.A. And now with Debo being re-energized and being in shape, now you got to deal with him over there. Then you get somebody like Jennings who gets in your head. Mm-hmm. Does beautiful blocking downfield. It's a lot of things that come into the case, but the person that can truly unlock this even that much more is Kittle. So now you have so many weapons around. 
pick your poison. That's all it really is. So mm-hmm. with you speaking and asking about that, the, the trajectory of this offensive line, they are the key pieces that can unlock pretty much the entire offense. That's what keeps our quarterback healthy. And we just hope that he can make it through 17 games along with the playoffs. Because if that opens up, I don't see too many things. The only thing that I'm worried about this year, and I'm just being honest, obviously, other than injuries, is traveling. That's really it. Because, I mean, last year we took – Yeah, because last year we took advantage of having, towards the latter part of the season, so many games on the West Coast. Now this year they said, no, you guys are going to have to travel back and forth. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that I'm really worried about because you got injuries that come along with it. Along with injuries, now you got to deal with traveling as much as, you know, guys will be traveling. So it's all about the the getting these guys' bodies prepared and getting them together for, you know, the next week. So that's going to be the key this year is just getting those guys and making sure that they're fresh and they're ready to go. I understand your mindset has to be right because everything starts with the mind first and foremost. So let's see. But I, I do still like our chances. You know, I think these guys are hungry this year. Enough yeah. is enough. Just get the job done. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I'm i thoroughly confident in this offensive line. I thought last year we were all scared. I thought yep. a lot of people were, including myself, were iffy about the center position. Yep. Um, Same here. I thought I, th- I was deathly afraid of what Aaron Banks was going to be because of what we had seen previously from him uh burford and and like and all then you've got a rookie starting on the right side on the right guard spot and i i think we all were not knowing how that was gonna look yeah it ended up them being a top five line in the league yeah uh brendel ended up being a pro bowl alternate yeah exactly Uh, this coaching staff has told you over and over and over again uh, not so much literally, but they t- they tell you they've taught us in their actions. Just trust us. <laughs> just trust us. We know what we're we know what we're doing. So I I'm going to lean on the side. Uh, I'm going to err on the side of Shannon knows what he's doing in in putting McKivitts out there. Uh, he's looked really pretty decent in uh, in pass protection. Uh, I know that he's probably going to have his moments. Every offensive line has lineman has their moments. Even Trent, even Trent has his moments from time to time. But I, I think that he will shore up. It won't be as bad in pass protection. And that is the, that's the key for the 49ers. I think, Um, because I think they're going to do a majority. If they have to, they'll do a majority of their runs on the left side. They, I, I just don't, I don't see, I don't think that, uh, that he's that bad of a run blocker to where it's going to have to even be to that point. Like, uh, right. but, but I just feel like this is a, this is a team that, uh, this is an offensive line that's going to have a year, uh, a year pretty much. The only person that's new is McKivitz. And yeah. so they, they're going to have that this offseason to gel. I think that it's going to be, and I think with Trent, Kind of working with McKivitz and and McKivitz talked today about about working with Trent and kind of saying you know I'm gonna try my best but I mean there's things that you could do that I can't do. That's true. <laughs> like that's true. Which 
which I I like, you know, I enjoy his honesty and the fact yeah. that he's not going out there just saying, well, Trent showed me this and this and where I'm going to implement this and blah, 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 blah. No, like, uh, I mean, I can't do everything. Just be real. I can't, I can't do everything that Trent can do. But there's levels to this. But I, he said, like, uh, you know, I like I feel like I've I've uh, turned a corner. I've gotten be- much better than I was. He admitted that he wasn't good when he first came in. And like that, that so I just true. accountability is everything, and I think that that's a common thread throughout this team. And like, uh, so I just I like that he held himself accountable, and yeah. and that he just said, "I'm just trying to stack days together. I'm trying to get better." Trent's now working with me on the other. He says it's not just. He says I think I've turned a, a corner. Now it's just about the little things and the intricacies that Trent's teaching me now, like little things that I can do. Uh, so, and I think that the, it, it can only make him better. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and I really think that he's the only real one that we were worried about because I think Absolutely. Aaron, Bank, Aaron Banks, I think is going to be better. These guys yep. are super young. I mean, except for yeah, they are. Trent Williams. Right. And I mean, even... Uh, Brandel, I think, is twenty nine. I want to say he's twenty nine. He might be thirty by the time the, uh, by the time the season starts. But, but yeah, that's crazy. Like, uh, yeah, forty niners. Daddy said, "Why is Purdy playing so bad right now?" I, I don't necessarily think he's playing bad. I don't Either. think he's playing bad. I just think that it's not exactly what we remember. And. He's got to come off this injury. He's got to get a chance to to hit his stride again. Like uh, he hasn't been throwing all off season, so give him a chance to uh, to get like uh, it's as he stacks days, it's gonna look it's gonna look better and better. I think he's a he's the type to be hard enough on himself that um, that he's going to get it together. Uh, yeah. The, the like I don't think that we're gonna have to worry about. Purdy's accuracy and Purdy's um the only thing with Purdy is he doesn't have the same physical ability as Trey and right and Arnold so right um, but I don't, I don't think we're gonna have to worry about his accuracy or his making his reads and that kind of stuff I don't think it's I don't think it's he's playing bad from that standpoint I think it's just giving it a husa getting getting uh, building his rapport with his receivers and then get finding his rhythm but yeah, how do you feel? I agree. About it? Same. Totally the same. I, I definitely agree with you. I feel like it is going to come down to just getting just getting those reps in, getting that type of rhythm. You know, that's with anybody. Once you get that rhythm down and everything, then it slows the whole entire game down. And if For he sure. is, you know, what Brock talked about, you know, mental reps and everything like that, that's good. Now you got to execute those mental reps that you have physically, you know, now throw the ball, get the ball to your receivers. Stop. Granted, we were, we're told that, you know, he was trying to get a ball to Brandon Ayuk yesterday and it was heavily underthrown, but it ended up getting a, a passing interference on Lenore, you know, stuff like that. Get the guys, the ball, put it in, you know, put it where it needs to be. So where, these guys can do what they need to do. You know, we've been running this West Coast offense for years. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? This is just a new wrinkle in the West Coast offense that Absolutely. I feel like it can go to the next level and just make it happen. That's just it. 
just do what needs to be done and, and, and go from there. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of Trent Williams and the offensive line, so they got uh, – the only reason I talk about – so him and Drake Jackson were on one versus ones uh, today, and Trent pretty much uh, took the young guy to the woodshed. <laughs> and, Taught him a lesson. Yeah, and threw his face in the dirt a few times. <laughs> like uh, the it like is it ever surprising to you? Like I mean that uh, Trent is got to be what he's got to be pushing thirty five. Yeah, mm-hmm. thirty five right by now, right? And it yeah. just doesn't seem like the guy slows down <laughs> or gets or loses any kind of athleticism or anything. Like. Uh, what do you think that this can it like that going against Trent is going to hurt Drake Jackson or like his mental or do you think uh, or do you think this is just good for him to understand that he got to keep working? Got to keep working. You're mm-hmm. going against arguably one of the greatest left tackles ever. Not in the league. We're talking ever. So and I yeah. say one of them. So. Anytime you can go up against one of the greatest ever, don't look at it from the perspective of like, man, I, you know, I'm down because it's, I just can't get past him. You're not the only one that couldn't do it. Yeah. There are plenty of top tier all pros that he's thrown around. So don't look at it from a negative perspective. Just mm-hmm. hey, iron sharpens iron. Figure out what you know you can get better at. Talk to him. Talk to Trent because. What's the biggest thing that we know in this life as we get older? We have wisdom. You know mm. what I'm saying? And certain things that we have within that with younger guys, they just don't understand just yet. And you got to teach them a lesson. And I feel like Trent just came into it and was like, look, look here, buddy. Look, <laughs> let me let me let me show you what I can. Let me show you what you need to work on. You know what I'm yeah. saying? In a humble way. And this is yeah. how I'm going to show you. Yeah, I might be a little physical within it. But this is the job. Just like you have the job, I got a job too. And you need to figure this out and make sure that, hey, this is this is, this is is a big man's league. Get your body right. I, I'm glad for you. Yeah. This is how it's done. I've, and when you talk about it, I feel like Trent, I feel like Trent was like Drake Jackson was frothing at the mouth on the get, like on the get off. And like, uh, just like, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. And then like, yep. uh, and then Trent just did one of these <laughs> That's and, it. and just threw and he was like, stay there. Don't move. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. And, uh, it's like, anytime it, you see it, <laughs> it's like that old guy. It's like that old guy at the gym. Like, uh, I don't know how many people out there play, play, have ever played racquetball, <laughs> but back in the day, we used to play like, uh, I used to play all the time at the, we used to go to the Y and, and play. And, me and my buddies would be running all over the place. I mean, we'd be sweating, dripping sweat. And like, uh, so then uh, my buddy's dad said that he wanted to play us one day. We're like 18, 19. And like, you know, smelling like, oh. yourselves. Yeah. Like, we're like, like, I mean, we just don't, Mr. Zavornich, we don't want to give you a heart attack. Don't yeah. come out here. <laughs> I like yeah. <laughs> so yeah. He gets, he gets in the one spot and like, doesn't move from that spot. He just has us running all over the place. And anybody that plays racquetball knows what I'm talking about. Like, uh, yep. But he did not. He just kept 
running us all up and down the court. And like, uh, and he didn't take two, three steps from left to right. <laughs> it, but I feel like that's Trent Williams. Like Absolutely. he comes out there. He's like, I don't need to do all that. I don't, I don't need, need to do to, all that. For what? I don't know. I need to show you how tough I am. Like I'm going to come in here and I'm going to kill you with this technique. And it's just going to be a wrap, but, but I can help you and show you like, exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And it's just up to these young bucks to be like, uh, to, to take the lessons. And that's yeah. always been the problem because young bucks don't always like to take the lesson. Like, uh, but they, you got to humble them sometimes. Yeah. Sure. You sure. got to humble them. Anytime you come up there and you start messing with the old guy and so on and so forth. I got a, I got a niece. And my niece loves talking, and this is funny because she comes at me and she's like, "Yo, you know," she tells me, "Hey, Uncle, I, I got this and I got that." We're talking sneakers, right? Mm-hmm. So she's like, "And I, I wear, you know, a certain amount of sneakers. You know, I have a certain rotation, whatever." <laughs> so then she's like, "You know, I have these, and you know, I got more, you know, shoes than you, Uncle, and all this and all that." So one day I just had to politely tell her, "Let, let." Walk, let me show you something. So I go downstairs into my basement and everything, and I start opening up boxes. And I said, you don't have these. You don't have these. Certain things younger people think just because they don't see physically with, you know, what a person has or can't do or whatever the case may be, sometimes you got to put them in their place. And I feel like Trent did that with Drake. Look, look, Mm -hmm. son, this, this this is a grown man's league, and there's levels to this, son. Yeah. Where you're trying to get to, I, I respect that. But let me show you what you need to work on. Mm-hmm. I, I, I shouldn't be having to slam you down this easily and you to, you know, yeah, check the tape, figure it out. We can talk about this. Get back, you know get back to this me. Is... Get back to me. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Tell I'll me what you learned. You need to. Show yeah. me your work. <laughs> show me. Absolutely. That's exactly what happened. What's up, Teradon? That's exactly yeah. what happened. So, you know, you just got to look at it from that perspective. Hey, man, got to humble kids sometimes. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. And, uh, yeah, appreciate you coming through, Teradome. Like, uh, uh, make sure that you check out for Teradome's uh, channel. Also, give that man a, a subscribe. Give that man a like. In fact, everybody in the chat that's got <laughs> everybody in the chat has got some kind of show. Make sure that you check out all the 49er content creators because everybody's got a different flavor. Everybody's got a different spice and uh, we all have different perspectives. So you're going to get a little bit of something different. Everybody that you listen to. So make sure that you yeah. check out my other people. And sorry, uh, I missed your show this morning. Terra Dome. I was doing the show this morning. Yeah, I- I'm working when you when you do in your show. Ter- ter- <laughs> <laughs> but all you people doing your shows in the morning, I like, uh, man. <laughs> like uh i'm on the oh well, i'm on central t- i'm on central time are you like you're on the east coast right no i'm on now i'm on central time i'm in st okay. louis right now yeah oh, okay got you yeah yeah, yeah. And, I, and i'm in houston so it's uh yeah it's it like but i think terror dome's out this way though i think virginia he lives in, yeah he lives yeah i know he lives on this on this side he's not over in the west coast but uh but yeah so Drake Jackson, I, I still even even without him getting owned by Trent Trent Williams, I'm really pleasantly surprised by uh, him transforming his body by all the all the d- other accounts other than when he's going up against Trent Williams, he's looked really good. Absolutely. And but they got another guy today 
they released safety Avery Young, and they signed uh, Taco Charlton from the Cowboys. He got a sack. And, yeah, he got a sack. He looked really good in one, one-on-ones. They said he came out on fire. Yeah. And, yeah. And, like, he's been... And people are gonna say, "Oh, he he's he's not gonna be nothing. He's a disappointment. He's been a disappointment everywhere he's been. All that other stuff." Okay, <laughs> what do we what do we do? What have we learned? <laughs> what have Coach we learned? Kaseric. That that when, at what point do and and he just happens to be a first round pick. And what does what does Chris Kaseric do? With first round former first round picks that just happen to be disappointments everywhere else, he revitalizes people to the utmost. Arden Key, look what he did with him. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, uh, we know there's other guys that's out there. Uh, who a uh, guy that went to uh Kansas City ended up signing with Kansas City? Oh, Amenahu. Um, Amenahu. Yeah, look what he did with Amenahu. He mm-hmm. came from the Texans at the time, so. Now to see how he's operating and doing things and got him paid and stuff like that. Evacom Evacom got paid too. Exactly. Exactly. Like, Kaseric is that guy. He's that deal. He's the real deal for a reason. And guys respect him. They love playing for him. They love his energy. Anytime you have a a coach that sounds like they'll run through a wall for you Mm -hmm. and then can teach you why they're running through that wall for you, you have nothing. You, you you can't do anything but bring your A game because you know you don't want to let that coach down, and that's the type of coach that he has. Yep, and yeah, that's I I heard the same thing, Terry. I heard he was balling today. Absolutely. And, it's not, and this is the thing: do we expect him to be a world beater? No, we don't need him to be a world beater. <laughs> but if he becomes a nice depth piece, I'm all about it. Like uh, they Austin Bryant and uh, Kalia Davis hadn't been uh, they they haven't been practicing and the the team hasn't really released why they haven't been practicing if it's injury related but I mean with uh, without those two guys they probably needed a little bit more depth for uh, for camp and right now he's a camp body yeah. but you just but when you come in and making a statement on day one like. Uh, <laughs> It's just something. It just makes it so that we got to keep an eye on you. That's all. You're right. Taco man. Tuesday. Ta- oh man, don't let that catch on. I'm hip. <laughs> <laughs> don't let that catch on. If yeah, if, uh, uh, like uh, if if we're talking about uh, Taco Tuesdays in in October and and in uh, <laughs> November, Ooh, it's gonna be. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it it, it would be kind of fun. It would. It would. Imagine that. Man, it's crazy. Uh, But before we get out of here, I want to talk real quick about uh, Moody. Moody is uh, the kicker that we spent the third round pick on has looked pretty solid. Booming kicks. (laughs) Booming kicks. I mean, hitting 55 yarders, 57 yarders like like it's nothing. And granted, this isn't in the game. This isn't in the game. There's literally no pressure. I don't feel right. And right. But the fact that that he can hit those, and they said that it's it went over the fence, and it yeah. could if it was seventy yards out, he could, it would have he would have made it. Yeah. It, you just 
it makes you it makes you want to be excited <laughs> about it. Like uh, it just makes you want to be excited about it. I just don't want to get too excited till I see in the game. Right. But how do you how do you feel about Moody? I'm loving it so far. Yeah. Um, my biggest thing is, you know how like going into the half, you know how many times that we were rushing to get down the field, trying to score before halftime or whatever. We know that that's still going to be a a, a a sense of urgency in that portion of it, mm-hmm. but you don't have to really rely on it to the fullest because you got a guy back there who can kick. Now, as long as he's still continuing to be accurate while kicking 55, 60 yards and stuff like that in games, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we, we definitely appreciate it. I'm definitely hyped about it. My biggest thing is, Make sure you make all of these kicks in the playoff because Robbie Gold didn't miss. Automatic. He did not miss. And that's the key thing right now to me is make it through, make it through, you know, the regular season and all that. I'm fine with all that. Come playoff time, we need you to execute. If, If it comes down to the game being on the line and we need him to kick one, Mm-hmm. Going to get this done. You know what I'm saying? If we got our own version of, you know, Baltimore's Tucker, you know, type of, you know, kicker, then let's, I'm yeah, hyped. Let's go. Let's I'm hyped. Go. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's the reason why I'm just needing it. And I know Bryant's probably, if he's still in here, he's hyped about this because he loves pumping up the kickers and everything like that. So that's my biggest thing is, is just making sure that we got this guy and he's in there and he's doing his job and he he pays off being the third round kicker that we expect him to be. Yeah, And he can and- shut up a bunch of people's mouths that was mad because we did draft him so highly. And and that would be one of and that would be my mouth because I would I know I was talking like and I could not believe I was so upset that they that they drafted him because I wanted a I wanted a tackle. <laughs> I wanted yeah. a tackle. And yeah. it just so happens now Jay uh I didn't mention this either, but Jalen Moore went down today. They don't really yeah. know what they think it's a knee issue, but we haven't heard anything yet. And that could affect our tackle depth. Uh, Cause I believe you got Leroy Watson and you got Il Manning, another uh, rookie uh, undrafted guy that uh, behind him. And uh, I think they're still trying Joey Fisher out, but I, I think he's going to be a guard. And uh, so it, it's, uh, it is what it is, but I'm still excited about uh, to hear about our kicker kicking, hitting 57 yarders. Yeah. I mean, if you yeah. think about, like when I think of the this situation, I kind of think of the the Patriots and Vinatieri. how they had Vinatieri for so long, and Nake didn't miss in the playoffs. He wasn't gonna miss in the playoffs, and and then they like then they let Vinatieri walk, and everybody was like, "Oh, I don't know, that was a mistake." And then they went out and got uh, Goskos- Goskowski. And he didn't miss for years after that. Yeah, he yeah. ended up being one of the uh, one of the all time greats. So, like, yep. uh, even though we're letting go of a really, sometimes you got you have to just make a decision and let a guy go, even though he hasn't done anything to really lose the job. But they were going to have to save the money somewhere, and yeah. they did not want to pay him 
five to six million a year, like uh, uh, to, for for the kicker when they could. They're in a Super Bowl window now. They're gonna need that money when they when hopefully they make one little you know Super Bowl winning move. Every team always makes a, a makes that one move during the season where you can kind of point to. And hopefully they got enough money. They they're they're saving up their money to be able to do that one move. But let me, let me ask you a question. Yeah. If they make the move, regardless of whenever it is, mm-hmm. what do you think, or what do, you, what position do you think they'll go after? I I mean I would have to say that it would have to be edge. It would have to be edge. Like, uh, the only thing, the only reason that I would even think that is if somebody got hurt, like a Drake Jackson, yeah, like, uh, somebody went down. Cause I think Drake Jackson's going to show out this year. I really do. I do too. Like, uh, uh, but let's say he doesn't and he's, he's not getting, they're not getting the sacks. Right. Like for whatever reason, they're not getting the sacks out of that spot and they have a guy sitting there that they feel like somebody just gets released because, you know, team's bad, all that other stuff, and they have a chance to just go out and get a guy. Yeah. Like, uh, and for the for the rest of the season, I could see it happening. Yeah. Because I don't I think that they have any needs. I don't think, uh, let's put it this way, I don't think that there's another spot on this roster where somebody could go down and somebody's going to become available that's like an edge rusher. Like edge rushers become uh, become available all the time. You're not gonna right. everybody all the other positions. You're probably gonna have to trade for. Right, right. And the 49ers don't really have much assets, if that makes sense. Like uh, they're gonna have to. Uh, like uh, there's, but all, all the edges get released all the time mid season, and uh, and then you you're able to pick them up. So, what do you what what position do you think? I was thinking the same thing. It would okay. have to be, it would definitely have to be because I, I, why I think that Drake Jackson will take a, a, a big step. Will he be there the entire season? You know, mm-hmm. we saw what we did. We saw what we saw last season. I understand you getting your body prepared and getting your body right. I just don't want him to fizzle on down the line. Yeah. And then it comes back to haunt us because, oh, he started out so good and then he trickled away and then Uh, he's gone and, you know, off in the sunset somewhere. I I just hope that it does work out. I mean, uh, you know, he's a USC product. So, you know, I I just hope that he's hungry enough to want to say, nah, enough is enough. This is my position. If he gives us even remotely a healthier version of a D Ford, it's over. It's yeah. over, and I, you can't block everybody on that line. I'm sorry, Javon, Javon Hargrave. Then you got Armstead there as well, mm-hmm. and Kinlaw. You can't double. We got to mention Kinlaw because Kinlaw has been balling He'll be in the rotation. Yeah, Ken Kinlaw's been balling also, and and they tried him out from from what I heard. They tried him out on the edge also. Uh, everybody knows that he lost a little bit of weight. I think yeah. he's down from what I'm hearing. He's down to about 290. <laughs> like, uh, but he's still a giant. 
And uh, they said he even showed a little bit of bend, bend on the edge, which is just crazy to think of for a 200. Right. Uh, yeah. but, but I mean, that might be better for him because, because he doesn't like to, uh, to get low. True. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know that that's a, a, even a thing, but, but we'll see. I, I just like him for depth pe- purposes, but, and yeah. then people forget about Cleveland Farrell is there also, he hasn't there really showed out too much from what I'm understanding in camp. Like uh, he hasn't really done much, but I still think that, uh, that he's that, uh, that it's, it's day five or day, day six. So give him a chance. Yeah, it's only second day of pads. Yeah. So yeah. exactly. Like who's to say, and just like Tara don't say it, coming off that edge, uh, Ken law and everything and beating guys, mm-hmm. hey, things can turn around so quickly. These Wouldn't guys that get crazy? that confidence. Oh my goodness. That we already see how Ken Law is built. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's a he's a freak of nature as you know, as it is. You know, mm-hmm. just to look at him and then see him standing next to Armstead is just like insane. Mm-hmm. So now you gotta block both of them at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. But good luck. But Rot, my man, I I really appreciate you coming through today. Like, uh, I had a great time talking training camp with you. Uh, why don't you tell the people uh, one more time where they can find you and what you're doing, what you got going on this week? Mondays and Wednesdays, six thirty. What is it? Pacific Standard, nine thirty on the East Coast. Sports Laugh and Chill Show. Uh, all my 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 crew affiliates, uh, my co-hosts, and everything. Gina. Dan, Wise, Jordan, Dennis, there's just straight up my my peoples, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I appreciate them. I love them. You know, they my peoples, uh, Teradome. I plan on doing some uh DJing tomorrow as well. Oh, um go. so it's just it's it's a beautiful thing. Um hey, I, I, I definitely appreciate you. Uh, for giving me this opportunity once again. I love talking this game that we both love and we both enjoy. It makes it so much simple when you have like-minded people that want to talk about this stuff. And even sure. the ones that don't, I don't agree with it, regardless of the fact it's good and positive banter that's going on. So I love mm-hmm. it. I appreciate it. And then some, man, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you too. And yeah, remember, like the video. Make sure that you give me a subscribe. Make sure that you give Rod a subscribe. Uh, the, the guys over at uh, Sports Laugh and Chill, make sure you give them a subscribe. Make sure that you give my man a follow. Uh, make sure that you hit the bell so you get the notifications for when I go live. And it, this is going to be on Twitter. This is going to be on YouTube. This is going to be on Facebook. And if you don't like looking at my face, it's going to be on the anywhere where you can get your audio podcast. So... It doesn't matter how you get it, just get it. Like that's all that's all we want. And we're trying Absolutely. to build this community up. Trying to build yeah. this community up. We just want I just want all your energy. I want all your energy in this chat every single show. So, but I appreciate Terradome. I appreciate the whole chat, Bryant, uh CG, uh, all the people, all y'all. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. all y'all coming coming out. You could have been anywhere, but you chose to be with us. So, I appreciate you guys. So we're, we're going to get out of here tomorrow. Tomorrow I am uh, on with Beto, Niner Sickness, and uh, we're doing our weekly uh, Wednesday show. 
So make sure that you guys tap in for that. But we're going to get out of here. And as always, go Niners. Absolutely. Bang, bang. Not again.